Bad in a Podcast, sponsored by Flyro. This podcast is sponsored by Flymo, home of the hover and the only garden brand that my nan will use. Don't bother asking her about the rest. She only wants a Flymo. My nan loves them. My mum and dad love them. I love them. Everything I've had from Flymo is quality, it's affordable, and it's designed to make caring for your garden easy. From the robotic, which will literally just do the work for you, that's my sort of gardening, to the hovers that will literally glide over the grass, cut it for you, sorted. Anything that makes tidying your garden quickly and easily is a win in my book. Now, my nan bought my hover for me about 10 years ago, probably went old school and got it from a shop, and you can do the same. Or you can hit the link in the description, flymo.com. You get free delivery on all orders over 45 quid. You can't ask better than that. Get it delivered. Get that grass cut. Today's podcast is the best bits from last night's show. We are live every Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10, on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Anywhere, are we anywhere else? Them, just them places at the moment. If you want to watch, if you want to get involved, if you want to phone in, Monday to Thursdays, 8 till 10. Today, for International Podcast Day, we've got the one and only Jane Perone. Hello, Jane. Hello. Welcome to the the show that is this. Who decided it was International Podcast Day? I mean, I, I'm not 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 de- questioning that, but it's like, this, is this some official day or did some podcaster dream this up? I don't know anything about it, really. I've not heard about this before. Well, I have, but I'm just kind of, I'm kind of... Never really figured out, like, what is it? Has it come from the States? Is it one of those kind of things? Is it, you know, it's a big, I don't know. I've, it's it's a, all good. I'm not criticising. I'm not, I just, I'm like, I, I need to know the origins of this exciting day. <laughs> it is from the United States, and I don't think anyone really in the UK does much about it, especially, like, gardening-wise. So you, I, which is good. Yeah, I use it as an excuse just to bring everyone together on one day and say, hey, look at these amazing garden podcasts that are going about. Yeah. Because well, so many people, since start, like starting this live show that I've been doing, like so many people have found out about other gardening podcasts, and there's so many out there. So bring it all together yeah. in one day, give everyone a choice. Awesome. That sounds good. Well, yeah, and I'm, as I say, I just, I always want to know, like, who dreamed this up? Someone described yeah. it as what the other day on Twitter. Well, I think that's the thing with it being podcasting. I mean, I don't know about you, but like these podcasts that are very, podcasts that are very highly scripted, it's incredibly difficult to read a script well. Do you know what I mean? To read it, read a podcast script and make it not sound really stilted is incredibly hard, which is why I don't really write scripts because it just makes it sound terrible. Um, and I'm sure people sort of, I don't know whether people think mine's scripted or not, but um, most of it is not. But it's not it's not completely unplanned, but it's, it's kind of, it's coming out of a place of, of realness as opposed to me reading off a piece of paper. Um, yeah. That's a skill you have to kind of learn, and um, yeah, there's a lot of editing, <laughs> as you yeah, know. Um, you got into you, you started your podcast, which I thought was really when you started it, I thought that's really good that you're going 
niche with it and went house plants because you because before that you did like gardeners a whole right like grow your own everything yeah. so so I did when I was at the so I was a gardening editor at the Guardian for ooh, about nine years and I was already into podcasts you know when Serial came out I was already listening to podcasts then and um I thought oh, it'd be great to do a gardening podcast at the Guardian and I managed to persuade them to do one um which was with me and Alice Fowler, who was the who is the columnist uh, there, and that was really good fun. I loved making that podcast, and we won a Garden Media Guild Award for it, and it was really good. Um, and then when that ended, because they weren't really that interested in gardening as a po- gardening as a podcast topic, we were, but they the, the Guardian as a whole just didn't have the resources to keep going with it. So um, we that ended, and I just felt really sad that I wasn't podcasting anymore and I just kind of thought actually houseplants are where it's at houseplants have always been the thing I've been passionate about and this is a, you know why not just start one I don't really know what I'm doing but I'm just going to start one and uh, fast forward three and a half years and uh, still rocking it on a weekly basis it's gone, it's gone really fast. Like you've built up it's your audience like mainly American because a lot of the like you have like caller of the week sort of thing and yeah there's a good chunk of them who are in the states and north america there are obviously lots of brits as well but i'd say the top three are probably uh north america the uk and canada possibly or or, or um australia possibly um but yeah there's a really global audience of um i heard recently from a listener in bermuda and um one in Indonesia so there's like people all over the world but yeah mainly North America obviously like North America is a big place and there's lots of people with houseplants so hence um it has built uh, a big audience there uh, but yeah lots of Brits as well so it's a real mix it's a real international mix and uh, there's of course there's a few little confusions because sometimes I'll use a phrase and the Americans don't really know what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> some of them ask me what does it mean when you're chuffed <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and you uh, have to be a little bit careful about compost because to them the only meaning of compost is something that's in the garden in a heap. Compost doesn't mean what like stuff that you might put in a pot for a house plant. So you, so I have to call it like potting mix because um, they get confused. Well, not, not most of them have kind of like got up to speed, but I still call it potting mix because it just causes a bit of confusion otherwise. So yeah, there's a few different terms, and they don't really seem to have horticultural grit over there right okay and why is that but anyway yeah so there's a few different i don't know i don't know i don't know why but yeah <laughs> there you go i don't know what they do for grit <laughs> americans have got no grit perhaps they do and they call it something else but i haven't found that out yet um, but it's really fun that meet the listener slot is really really fun because um it is a chance for people to um tell me about answer my ridiculous questions and you know it's really nice to hear from listeners so i really enjoy doing that bit do you have like a hardcore crew of listeners that are always commenting and always taking part there are always the super fans aren't there yes i do i do and there's a lovely listener called june who um i've done some brilliant plant swaps with over the years when i've met her at various events um and other listeners who've sent me plants uh, yeah um there's a few that are i would say my my super fans and they're really brilliant because every time you do anything they'll be shouting about it 
and they're really dedicated to the show. And so, yeah, I love my super fans. There's um, there's uh, a real, but real nice bunch of people. And that's the lovely thing is that everyone is very supportive. And um, unlike other areas of podcasting in the internet, you don't really get any trolling, which is great. That's Long good. may that continue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you build up like um like i felt like i have through like podcasting but like a little bit of a community of like like-minded people don't you yeah definitely i mean um you know through the facebook group that i run for for listeners and through just and my patreon community definitely there is a real community and what i love about that is that you know People often think, gosh, can there really be drama in the houseplant community? But trust me, there can. Um, but my Facebook group is like completely drama free. There are no um, ridiculous um, spats or anything like that. It's all very well uh, behaved and lovely and friendly and kind. So that's a really nice community because I know some of times with, you know, gardening communities can go badly wrong when <laughs> there's argument, ridiculous arguments, human beings being human beings. But we try to keep that out of, um, of my group and it, yeah, it's lovely. And, um, yes, uh, that's why the show is possible because I have, um, you know, followers who are prepared to send me money every month to, to, to on Patreon to make the show. So that's really, um, that's really great to have that support. And, um, you do, uh, so along. Each year, is it? Yeah. So every spring, I do a houseplant sew along. People sort of say, "Why? Why bother?" Because like houseplants, you know, you can buy full plants. But uh, it's a few different reasons why I do it. One, I think you understand a lot more about plants when you start growing them from seed. You know, from growing veg and things. You know, when you grow grow from seed. Not to say that there's anything wrong with buying plug plants of any plant, but you do learn a lot about the plant. You end up with a lot more plants for your money, which you can then give away or swap. And um, you can just get and buy more packets of seed and end up with more plants. So um, so that's why I encourage that. And people grow some crazy stuff um, every year with that. So we've had people growing Swiss cheese plants, cacti, um, carnivorous plants. One they really seem to love is the sensitive plant. Have you ever come across that? Mimosa pudica, which is a plant you've probably seen it in the garden centre and it looks like a little ferny thing. And when you touch it, it kind of all retracts. I have plant. People love growing that from seed. So yeah, there's lots of different things people try growing and I'm always impressed by the success people get. In fact, I've got Hang on. It's a bit it's a bit wilted at the minute, but this is a plant that I grew. I grew this last year. It's just I've just given it a drink because I realise it's wilted. But this is a a lace. Um, not, sorry, an apicia, which I which I grew from seed. So yeah, you can grow some interesting stuff, and uh, it's good fun. So yeah, I enjoy that. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to roll around soon enough. I'm sure we're zipping through the year already. There'll be another so along along before long. This is such a great podcast, but I need to interrupt it because Adam Frost from Gardener's World, yeah, you know the one, the one that's taken over from Monty Don at some point. <laughs> he said, right, what's blown me away about him, me, is not just his passion and enthusiasm, but also his tireless efforts to pass his love of gardening on to youngsters. And he said that because he read my How to Get Kids Gardening book with the skinny jean gardener. What a great 
guy. Now, I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, wow, I wish I could experience what Adam Frost experienced on your book. Well, you can. For just $9.99, it's on Amazon.co.uk. It's an absolute winner if you want to get outside and create real memories as a family. Houseplants are one of them things which the only houseplants I can really look after are spider plants. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I know you don't like calling it this, but the mother-in-law's tongue one. Don't give me that phrase. Don't give me that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> mother-in-law's tongue. I think you think I'm, I'm not a mother-in-law, but one day I might be, and I really hope that people are going to not eat, call that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sansevieria or snake plant, yes, is a brilliant plant. I mean, really tough, really tough. It's a great plant to grow um, if you're you find that you are, you know, don't really look after house plants particularly well for whatever reason. <laughs> you've done a hundred over 150 episodes now yeah. what would you say of all of those episodes is probably your favorite who's a favorite guest or a favorite episode you've done um so i did get asked this the other day um well i really like making episode 100 because i sort of had listeners phone in with their reflections on the show and i did a little blooper reel which included my son which i just still love it almost makes me cry listening to that um because it's got all these funny outtakes like me spotting a bird in the garden when i'm recording and going off on one and my son my son trying out the microphone and and his little voice going hello <laughs> I love that because that just just reminds me of a lot of happy times. Um, and I would say also probably the still the episodes um, where I went to James Wong's flat are still my favourite because I just got some really overexcited <laughs> and they were great fun. Um, so yeah, those those are probably up there. Um, I mean, when I whenever I visit do a visit to somebody, it's always amazing. I also did a, people love the episode I did on Lithops Living Stones where I went to visit a nursery in the Peak District and it was that was a really good episode because the nursery owners, this couple, were just hilarious and great fun. So yeah, those are probably some favourites but you know, I'm sure you find, like the episodes slip by you think, my gosh, how have I made 157 episodes? When I first started I remember um, with our mutual friend Mr Donegan and he had like so many episodes and I was like on episode two and I was like oh my god I'm never gonna get up there yeah um, it goes so quickly <laughs> it, does. it does when you were making especially if you're making you know a really regular show like a weekly show um you know it really does you're on to the next one before you can even breathe and uh yeah I do sometimes wonder how I manage to make a weekly podcast how am I doing this but somehow every week a show comes out at the end of the week so it's it's all good but um yeah and obviously I'm adding now onto that the prospect of writing a book so I'm slightly uh, daunted by that but you you let me into it fine (laughs) that's well exciting though like from like talking about houseplants for three years and then come into a book yeah well I've been I mean it's difficult because I've I'm a lot you know I have wanted to write a book about houseplants the last book I wrote was about allotment and that came out over 10 years ago so it's about time I wrote another book but um I don't know about you how don't know how it went with your book but I found that um I had very specific ideas about the book that I wanted to write and I wasn't prepared to compromise. And and, um, so that's why I decided to crowdfund it because the publisher that I'm using, Unbound, basically 
they don't mess with your idea. You come up with an idea and if they agree to it, they just let you get on with it. Um, and I really like that approach because like rather whatever, I, I feel like I've got a very specific idea of what I wanted to do. And I didn't want it to be um, kind of stamped on by somebody else or reshaped by somebody else. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's it stands or falls now. <laughs> on my idea which is great but it's great but it's a good way of doing it because it also means that um i can draw on the support of my um podcast listeners and hopefully um when it when it, it does get funded that it'll be um it'll be something that i know will will appeal and and i know that there's it demand for because enough people will have pledged to make it happen so, at the moment, tell me what is the percentage? How far are you getting on? Twenty percent at the minute. It launched last Wednesday, and I'm on twenty percent. How can people uh, find out about this? How can they get on the link? If you go, to, she says, I haven't actually quite got it um live on my on my website yet. But um, if you go to unbound.com, yes. um, I think well, I'm on the front page of unbound.com now. Let me just let me just look at this now while I'm talking to you. You. rather unprofessionally i should have checked this beforehand um yeah you pound, you'll see it is there yeah it's on the front cover unbound.com um or you can just google my name and it's called legends of belief and uh, that is the it's got a lovely green uh cover although i should say that cover is not actually the cover that is going to be on the book that's just kind of stand in cover and it's the illustration <laughs> The illustrations of the book are being done by an illustra- a lovely illustrator called Helen Entwistle. Um, so she's working on um, the cover at the moment. But it's a, it's a really cool cover um, nonetheless. So, uh, yeah, you can go on there and read more about the book and why I decided to write it. And there's various pledge levels that you can give, if depending on whether you want to pay £10 for an e-book or a bit more for a signed edition and that kind of thing. So... Once, yeah. once it's funded, when will it come out? Well, I've got to write it. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I I would hope, looking at how it is now at 20%, um, I would hope it will be fun, well funded well before Christmas, and then I will be really, you know, going full helpful to write it. Um, I, but, you know, obviously writing a book isn't the end of the process, as you know. I'm sure you found this too, that once you've handed that manuscript in and you kind of go, whew, and then you've got the difficult bit, which is the kind of the publisher coming back to you and saying, well, what did you mean by this? And you've got to go all through all the editing process. So as soon as possible is what I would say. But I'm not quite sure when exactly it will be. But I'm going to really once it's funded and I'm already actually starting to write it now before it's even uh, before it's even funded. Uh, but, yeah, I will really crack on and get it done. And um, I mean, I've, I've written a book before. I know what's involved. So. <laughs> How did you find writing your book? Was it a bit of a shock to the system? Um, I hated it. I hated every second of writing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, good, I'm really good at ideas and like drawing, yeah. but then actually writing stuff, I, I find really difficult. So um, yeah. that was my struggle. I like doing the photos and and coming up with the ideas, but um, but writing it in, in and also writing it in English is is. <laughs> Why? What, what language do you want to write it in? I'm writing in Essex, so. <laughs> Sometimes I sent it back and they were like, I know you speak like that, but it doesn't make sense in writing. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you, editor's worst nightmare. I can see it now. But you know, that's the thing about writing a book is there's there's more to it than I mean the words are one thing, but there is more there's more to it than that, and that's the why it's a it's a hard thing to do. It's it's um it's got to be it's got to be right, hasn't it? Because people will be referring to your book, I'm sure, and um you know you've got to make sure all your projects and things work and that everything's right. And for my book, it'll be a case of you know, I mean, my my plan is to make this book something that doesn't just give you the same old same advice that you see everywhere for houseplants, that it'll be really well researched with really good advice and really interesting stories that you won't have heard about these plants, um, rather than just kind of like regurgitating all those terrible listicles <laughs> you yeah. see on the internet about houseplants. So I'm hoping that it'll be a good book. I mean, I've I've got the advantage in that this is, you know, this is what I do. Writing is is my job for over twenty years, so I'm hoping that it what that side of it won't be too much of a struggle. But we'll see. I mean, writing's hard. Writing's sweat inducing. You know, it's not an easy thing. Um, I've got to write my uh, column for Gardens Illustrated after this, and um, every time I come to it, you sort of sit there and you've got a blank empty page. You think, God, okay, I've got to get down to it. It's it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. So I sympathise. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see it. And uh, on the Ledge podcast, go listen to it, everybody. Goes goes on and on. And um, <laughs> yes, you can. If you listen to the most recent episode, you can hear my rant against the term butt chugging. What? Lots of Americans call watering plants from below butt chugging, and I've said to them, "That's wrong. That's just not nice. That's say watering from below." But yeah. So, <laughs> So I had a little word with my listeners and said, please don't use the word, the phrase, butt chugging. <laughs> it's wow. not nice. We've all learned something here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know the term, I think I, I think it is as an English person, I find that maybe it's just because I'm old, but I find the term butt, I never want to say the word, it's bottom, right? Yeah. yeah. Talk, whether it's the bottom of a pot or whatever, it's bottom. I find yeah, the you don't really say I'll get the butt of the pot, do you? <laughs> Well, when I, I have to say, one of the things, the great things about uh, my show is, and I'm, you know, having lived in the States for a couple of years, I know this to be true, is that American people will forgive you anything if you've got a British accent, because they immediately add 10 IQ points to your IQ, um, just because you sound British. So I just take advantage of that, really. Hey, go for it. I wish I had more American listeners. I, I could take advantage of that, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, it wasn't a strategy. I can honestly say it wasn't a strategy. It just happened. Um, so I, I don't have any words of wisdom to tell you about that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Here we go. Um, Jane, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Pleasure. Um, and I can't wait to listen to what other episodes you've got coming up in the future for us. Um, I have got an episode coming up which, where I interview somebody who's written a lovely illustrated houseplant book. Um, about talking about her houseplant illustrations. Um, I'm also going to see Sarah, the plant rescuer, who you might have seen on Gardener's World. She does an amazing job. She rescues loads of plants. I'm going to go and see her. And I've also got an episode. I'm going to, my second episode ever was about the Swiss cheese plant. And I'm going to reboot that episode because a lot's happened in the last three years and do another Swiss cheese plant episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jane. Look forward to listening. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you fancy giving it a review, then five stars only. You know the score. 
just five stars. Write what you want after that, can't you? But five stars in your podcast app. Uh, thanks to Flymo, flymo.com for all your Flymo needs. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in contact, it's lee at skinnygingarnet.co.uk or on the socials. And remember, we go live Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10 on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube and Twitter. This is a Skin and Gin Gardener podcast sponsored by Flyro.